Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Onward and Upward, a Kansas City podcast. I am your host, Blake Rumsey, and today is the 29th of June, 2019. Uh, On this, our ninth episode. Hope you're all doing well. I hope you've had a good couple weeks since we last last got together and discussed Kansas City and all that's going on. Uh, It's been a busy couple weeks for me personally. uh, I've been in a part of two weddings. One I was technically just attending, but I was heavily involved in helping with stuff. But the other I was an usher in, which was the last time we talked in episode eight. And I was also sick during that deal. But it's been an a interesting June, just a lot of activities. And I mean, it is summer, so what do you expect? But uh, with all the weddings and things, specifically these two, I've been able to experience actually the past three weddings, uh, I've been able to experience a wide range of things, especially when being in Kansas City, um, a wide spectrum. So one w- being in Stillwell, Kansas, which was what I went to last episode, and the other was last week, which was in Weston, so the complete opposite of the metro from each other, about an, basically an hour away from each other, if not more. Um, Stillwell, we'll start off with, is at the very uttermost edge of Johnson County's, met- or the metro area for Kansas City and Johnson County. It is the edge of the map. Stillwell is only famous for one thing, and that is uh, Vsauce's Michael from YouTube. He's a, if you've ever heard of Vsauce, it's a science YouTube channel. It's like the biggest one in the, in the world. So anyway, he's from there. His family still lives there. But it, that's uh, irrelevant to what we're talking about. Stillwell has actually a very beautiful side to it, believe it or not. So that's what I wanted to talk about here just off the bat was some of these, uh, the rural experience, so where the suburbs turns to the rural or is a kind of a mix of the two. At least that's true in Stillwell because it's so close to Overland Park and all that stuff. So Stillwell... Or, so Stillwell has this place called the Kelly Gallery. That's uh, where I went for this wedding. It's actually somebody's house, or it's their property, and obviously it's somebody's property. But it's uh, it's on a it's on a a, ha- a house property. Like there's a home there, a, a very large house, and it's been turned into a wedding venue. And it's it's at the very end of Antioch Road. For those of you who are familiar with Johnson County streets which to be frank I I really don't know them that well other than names like Quivir and College Boulevard and stuff like that Rowan Nall but so at the very end of Antioch Road one of the biggest roads in Johnson County and the Kansas side this this place is at the very end of it and it is one of the most beautiful wedding venues I have seen ever like it is lovely so it go down to the end it's there's farms there's a a you get to the end there's a gravel road turn in there's you can see the house there on one side and you pass it you go to the next bit which is the part that leads to the 
to the rest of the property. And on this property is a, a, a bungalow house that's like, like an entertainment space that would be for, you know, wedding parties and stuff to, to do their things in. It's a little, like a little cabin, essentially, cottage. And then next to it is a pond. And on that pond is an old willow tree and this little creek that runs down. And there's a little stone bridge that goes over. It's very beautiful and very quaint and, and lovely. And uh, the designers of that place, the, the homeowners, they did a very good job. I'm assuming they designed it. But it also has a beautiful view of uh, a tree line uh, looking south. And it's just this, you have this giant open field. I don't think it's, I don't think there's any farming activity going on there. It didn't look like it, but it just, it's gorgeous. I, it was, it was a very beautiful spot and I can say, wow, Kansas, good job. You guys actually have some really, really pretty natural views, uh, that are not the Flint Hills. So I thought that worth mentioning. Um, if you are in need of a wedding venue, or know somebody that is that is trying to look on that side, you might give the Kelly Gallery a, a look. I uh, I was very surprised by them, but uh, I thought that was worth shouting out. Uh, very cool space, and uh, the same can be said with the uh, the immense and magnanimous uh, Red Barn Farm, which is where I was at this past weekend, or not not this weekend, but the last weekend. So last Saturday and uh, I've been to red I grew up going to Red Barn Farm since I moved to Kansas City in 96 my family's went almost every year for different things and to Weston and stuff for Apple Fest and things and grew up around there and had a lot of friends that, or that lived around there because of being homeschooled just had that stuff so that's the kind of people that lived around there so I spent a lot of time there and as an adult, though, it means a lot more, and at least you have a different perspective, obviously. And I was there during that storm. If you all remember that that crazy lightning storm, you know, downpour, hurricane-like deal that we had. Uh, I was <laughs> the wedding was during that, and it was at an outside wedding. And by the grace of God, we did not get caught in the rain during that deal. The the rain came within twenty to. 25 minutes after we got it no 30 minutes after we got into red barn farm but uh it was still quaint it, it was super hot then it started sprinkling during the wedding and it brought that temp way down and uh you know we they, my friend my friend my former roommate and his wife who was my girlfriend's roommate they they you know they had uh you know, it was in, in an orchard. It wasn't the best view because it was in a hill and it was it was just kind of uneven, so I couldn't see very well. But uh, you would think being able to be on the side of a hill, you'd be able to see that well. But not not on this one. It was it was a strange experience with that. But anyway, it was beautiful and and all that. And I've I went to Weston beforehand to go to O'Malley's and get a drink with friends of mine. That you know from the before we went to the wedding and I'm just reminded of between these two experiences because I should I should say beforehand before I get into that that you know I'm sitting there you know it's it's evening and night and the storm is just raging outside it's insane and you know as it goes from you know fall you know the the gray of the of the evening from the storm to night you know it's just this very ominous look but 
it was just so beautiful. You know, we're on top of a hill. You know, you can see from like a mile, like two miles, three miles, and you know, it's, it's it looks like the English countryside. We could have been in York, England, for all I know. And it's just the weather was very much a English kind of weather, and it was an Anglican wedding, so it was even more English. But it uh, it was just a fascinating. Uh, I don't know. It was, just, it was one of those moments. I was like, man, I I could live out here, like. I, I could do this. It makes you want to buy a farm. So I, experiences like that, the more and more I go out into rural areas like Weston specifically or, you know, and something that's not really, that's not the country, but like Parkville, things like that, I, I grow more and more uh, inwardly more, uh, I have a more of a longing for the, for the, the rural and, spending my time amongst the the quieter parts of our great metro and 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 that which is without so i don't know i I, uh there's a lot of really beautiful and wonderful spaces both that people are aware of because you know every most people in the city have know about western at least in midtown everybody's obsessed with western hey midtown and and, you know, freaking, you know, O'Malley's and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I know. I've been going there my whole life. But there's a lot of really beautiful places that don't have to do with art galleries or uh, what would you call it? Like uh, boulevards and old, you know, old parks, but have, you know, that are towns that are older than this city that are, or not. Maybe it's just a, maybe it's just a piece of property out in the middle of nowhere. Just, I don't know. I I I grow more and more of a longing for the being out in in quieter places. And you know, I, it, the dream now is to have like a, a house in Weston and a house in Midtown for me at least. So, I just thought I would share that. I I like I like the rural. I'm from the rural originally. I you know I'm from a smaller town. My fam both my parents are from smaller towns. So especially my mom, she's from a very very small town. <laughs> And I don't know. I I I just as I go get older, I enjoy it more. And I th- so I encourage you to uh, what would what would it be to find an excuse to get out and do those things. And I think we'll talk about that later at the end of this podcast uh, as we talk about a uh, things to do in Kansas City in the summertime. That's what we're going to talk about at the end of this after the news. But uh, anyway, I uh, yeah, I just wanted to. Say hey, there's a lot. We have a we have a we don't we have a lot of things that m- most major cities don't have, and that's we have the rural and the the urban experience that which can both be very beautiful. And so yeah, I I encourage you to get out and just f- find somebody and do something out in the sticks and find some pretty places because they're out there. Anyway, let's get into the news. <laughs> So first on our long list, fairly long list, average, eh, it's average, average list of, uh, size list of things we're going to talk about is we're going to start up in the crossroads. So there's been a new development with Epoch Development Company, or Epoch Developments is what it's called, but they own the giant parking lot uh, between Delaware and Wyandotte. Between Third and Fifth Street, 
you know, so where Ilatserone is, Betty Ray's, Key Coffee, uh, or what is it, Tribe, all that stuff. So there's that big parking lot. They own that. They own most of that street, actually. They pretty much own everything. And they've pretty much filled, from what I understand, all their spaces. And so Craig Slauson, who's, I believe, the owner of Epoch, he now is ready to start doing infills, he says. And first on that, on that deal is a $25 million project five-story building on the corner of 3rd and Grand, so the northwest corner of that intersection. Or not 3rd and Grand, 3rd and Delaware. My, my apologies. 3rd and Grand is later. That's, that's east of there. Uh, he wants to build this office, office deal with plans for maybe in the, in, on the main floor having a restaurant and uh, like a fitness studio or something, which I'm thinking to myself, why don't you just keep a little more open than that? Just a couple of things, like just... We need retail. And he says that it's going to complement the older style of the neighborhood, although if you look at the renderings from uh, Slaggy Architects is the name of the architect, that don't look like much of a, a complementary deal to 130, 40, 50-year-old buildings. So I don't know what he's playing at with that, but uh, I hope that's not the final rendering because it looks like everything else. It's glass and you know the same stuff, black and black, brown, and glass. So they're ready to start doing that, and they will submit a, a proposal for development to the city uh, when they have enough tenants lined up, because this isn't a spec build, to fill the space. So nonetheless, this is a good deal. We This has been a project that's literally been sitting five years, I think, four and a half years. So... Yeah, he plans on building a the 64,000 square foot deal sometime in the next year, I would assume. I he, if he's mounting it now, that means he's wanting to get it done. So my assumption is is we'll probably hear a little bit more about this project by the end of the year. Um that's just my guess. Who knows. But that is uh that is his plan with that and I guess he wants to put an underground parking garage in that too, which is like, God, freaking, we don't want any more parking garages. We got enough. I know that everybody wants parking garages. I get it. For those of you who have to commute everywhere. I commute everywhere. I have a Kia Soul. I drive everywhere. But the thing is, God, we got to get weaned off those things, dude. We got we to gotta do something else. So uh, we need to get back to, if we want the, the human scale, we got to cut back on all that stuff. So... That is what's going on with Epoch. They're finally doing something with that. Um, love them or hate them. I, I would say at least as far as finding tenants, they've done a, they've done a, a uh, tip-top job. They've done a smashing job with finding tenants. I mean, you look at that whole street and you go, damn. Outside of Key and Ilatserone, all the rest of them, to my knowledge, are the ones that they brought in, and they're solid. I mean, Betty Ray's, Tribe, uh, all that stuff, that's amazing. Um so yeah, that's what's going on in the West Crossroads. Uh, that's a, that's a good development. Hopefully, we'll hear more about his bigger parking lot by the end of the year as well. If he's talking about this one, my bet is is he's going to talk about the one that's also catty corner to this project that's on the southeast corner of Third and Delaware, 
which is a tiny parking lot, but there's also plans to put something there too. So, yeah, so that's, so that's something to keep an eye out for. Uh, we're going to move on to the next bit, which is just down the street to 3rd and Grand. So we've talked about this before. There's a plan by the KCATA to build a hub at 3rd and Grand, right? And that there's a parking lot there across from the, the Asian market, east, just east of there, next to cold storage lofts and all that. Well, they've been doing this plan, planning this deal for like five years, six years now to build a, no, five years, to build a parking garage hub underneath and all these, all the transportation modes, streetcar, buses, uh, potentially, you know, like maybe if a light rail was built to the airport, that could go there too and stuff like that. And also have an office tower on top of it. Well, the... KCATA has decided they're done with Briarcliff Development, who was the main, who who won the contract on that and was supposed to build it. It has been built, and it's going nowhere, I guess. So they've decided they're done with that shit. So they are closing it down, and if and are not going to renew their contract with Briarcliff. And instead, they're going to go look for new, a new, t- uh, and someone else to do it. They're going to look at other proposals. Uh, and open it back up again. Hopefully, somebody from the outside of the city will pick it up. That's that's got some money and some le- and is legit. So, Briarcliff though is still going to try to repropose their project, which it's like eh, your problem was is you didn't build this in the first place. So that's that's your own fault. So, I uh, yeah, it's kind of a silly move, but that's that's what's going on there. Uh, the there, so this project's been stalled, unfortunately, which really sucks because I'd like to see that parking lot disappear and have more space underneath it for more par- for more parking, obviously for the out of towners and things, but have some some buildings on top and some 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 density of some kind. So hopefully we'll hear more about that in the next couple of months. Um, I God knows when that when that we'll see this pick back up again though. So that is it for the crossroads. Next on our our news bit is Caldy's at the Power and Light District is going away. So Caldy's, my former employer from five years ago, <coughs> um, which is a good company to work for, by the way, gave me gave me good training. Uh, Caldy's is leaving the Power and Light District, according to the uh, to Cordish's. Uh, PR person, I guess, and they for the power, the power and light PR person, they they're and they are looking for another space. So they're still here, and they're up for I think they're still here for another month, but they're going away very soon. And uh, they have a they have a sign on their door that says, "Hey, we've loved being here the past six years, but you know, there's an ear, it's an end of an era." Uh, Kevin Collison, who originally wrote the article about this, I saw it beforehand through Casey Rag, but he wrote an article about it. I guess nobody got back to him from Caldy's about what's going on. So I don't know if their lease was not re-upped by Cordish or if they are bowing out. But I, we do know that they are looking for a new space. So they, it's not that they're closing it for the reasons that they closed 79th and State Line or my old branches at Briarcliff or Zona Rosa. They, they are 
wanting to keep it going. So whether they stay downtown or have to move a little ways from it, who knows? My bit, my assumption is, is they're going to try to stay downtown. But anyway, that's uh, that that's a, that's the end of an era for them. So who knows what's going to go in there? Cordish uh, Cordish's PR lady said they got people they're 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 going to have somebody in there soon. I don't know if they have anybody lined up per se, but they they plan on having something like that. Let's just pray it's not like a, a caribou or some stupid thing like that. That it's either another local coffee shop, it's a bigger outside one. So what if we had like a friggin' Onyx downtown? That would be sick. Or uh Sump or Blueprint or something moved something out here. That would be dope. Um but we don't want I don't I don't want to see a scooters that would just that would just be soul crushing to me to see something like that. So let's hope somebody locally or somebody outside of the city that's got that's nearby regionally it's got some clout wants to do something there uh, coffee wise. And if not coffee let's hope it's something decent. So Caldi's uh, is now yeah you'll if you need your coffee fix from them you're going to have to go to the plaza here before too long. So at least potentially for just a temporary amount of time. So that's that's what's going on in with Caldi's. Next, we have another uh, item just, just uh, a block away, actually, at Strata. So Strata, the, the plan for the Strata office tower has been approved by uh, one of the city's committees uh, this past Wednesday. And it's uh, rumored with this from uh, Casey Rag guys from their sources that they already have a tenant lined up uh, Copacan and Brooks does for for the building. So supposedly it may not be 18 was it 1800 people, but instead it may be 1100 people will work there. But the building is still still set as it is and still for the end of the year. So Everything looks good. It's just it'll just be interesting to see who they announce is going to be going in there. Because uh, I trust the Casey Rag guys. They have, they they know people. They they work at places that know that are in have the in on this stuff. So yeah. So they say somebody's. They they're pretty sure somebody's been lined up. So who knows what it is? One guy surmised he he's he's pretty sure it's a tech company, but that's just that's just a rumor. That particular bit. So. The yeah, so the <coughs> Strata is, is trucking. They've just got a. I think they've got a few more approval hurdles to hit. Um, hopefully they'll do that before the next city council takes its seat, because they've got another month of before they before they're before they're sat you know sworn in and everything. And the mayor you know Luca, Quentin Lucas becomes mayor and all that. So. Next is uh, down in the crossroads. Um, most of you have probably not heard of this company because it's a Springfield-based company, but they have a location apparently in Leewood as well, and that is a, a company called Modern Society. Modern Society is a retail store for men and women. It's like casual, but it's like a nice, it's like a, like a, a somewhat higher-end store and owned, owned by the the Pinas from Springfield. Uh, Mr. Pina is from Harrisonville originally, but he, uh, the, him and his wife, back last year through the Spring uh, Springfield 
Daily News, I believe, is the name of their their news publication out there. They had an article about them moving to Kansas City or having a another location up here, and they had wanted to be a part of that market. They wanted to get it between quote downtown and the and the Country Club Plaza. Well, it's going in at Artera. I can announce so. Modern Society uh, Clothing Company will be store will be at Artera, so it's it's at Wyandotte Street, right? Yeah, down towards the rail yard, and they are apparently, according to the permits that have been filed, are potentially taking both retail stalls that are at Artera. So I think there's only two stalls, and they're going to take both of them, and yeah, so. My assumption is, is if it opens, it'll be like tor- before Christmas, obviously, or hope maybe before Black Friday. I maybe maybe then. Um, it's a clothing store. It's not like they have to do, you know, they have to do a bunch of decorate. You know, it's not it's not the same kind of build out. You can do a lot less with that. So. So yeah, so the that store will hopefully. There's no word on when this will open. the The article that was from last year has no idea because they didn't have a store yet. So. No idea when this opens, but that's my guess is before before Black Friday, if not Christmas. So, yeah, so there's a new clothing company in what is an ever-growing number of, of apparel stores, clothing stores, in the crossroads. We've got a lot now. I mean, you have Maid Mob, as we talked about la- uh, last podcast. There's... Uh, there's those, uh, what is those guys from, uh, uh, that were in the Westport area, off Westport Road, the guy with the shoes and all that. Volume yeah, Volume 1. Yeah, and East and West is down there, and you have uh, uh, Normal Human. Yeah, oh yeah, and there's Birdies, there's uh, there's the Brides, Bridal sh- uh, uh, Shops. I mean, there's tons of stuff, and that's, and that, I'm not naming all of them, that's just a few. Uh an immense amount, and which is really cool because Kansas City hasn't had something like this that hasn't been the plaza in a long, long time. I mean, we're talking decades. We're talking about since you know our parents were kids, so like the six fifties, sixties, early seventies, maybe. So that's a that's that's something worth calling home about. That's <coughs> it's great news. So. And they're going to add some variety to the to the selection down there, and yeah, I think that's great, and especially for that neighborhood because the rail yard part of the crossroads is slowly but surely becoming kind of its own thing, at least from what I can tell, its own kind of neighborhood within a neighborhood. So the and speaking so therefore speaking of the rail yard and the south crossroads, the it is worth mentioning that. Tracks 215, which is just down the street in a block down, block down a, two blocks over, something like that, a blo- block down, one block over, is uh, has won approvals unanimously from the city council for its first leg of of yeah of being able to get approved and start building the the city council approved like its first leg of stuff. They got they still have some incentives they're trying to get, but they've they've met the first hurdle. And that's good news because Quentin Lucas also voted yay on that obviously because it was unanimous and he's the new mayor. So I'm well we're let's hope that he's just going to continue the Sly James momentum. And I think that's I think that's one of those little things that's a good it's a good sign of that. And 
Yeah, I think so. That it's worth mentioning. So, tra- and with this, with this approval, I forgot to say, with this approval, the the developers put out the first renderings. So these may be preliminary renderings. I'm assuming they're not the final product, but they put it out. 14 story building. I mean, it's a big building. It is a big building. It'll be the biggest building in the South Crossroads, um, at least at least in the rail yard area. It will tower above the others by at least a. St- a story or two so it'll be big um and they have retail on the bottom it, lo- it looks it looks pretty good i was i was quite surprised by the by the rendering so hopefully in the next like you know three months we'll we'll get some new ones some new renderings and see something that's more of a final product but that's <clears throat> that's what's going on w- in the rail yard um oh yes we need to jump up to downtown real quick the McCown Gordon headquarters is f- complete. Uh, for those who didn't know, I, uh, I I don't know if you've had a chance to look at it. The McCown and Gordon is a developer here in town, a contractor, and they they've their headquarters looks really great. It has that a really I'm I'm not a huge fan of mid century modern, but when it's done well, it looks really nice. And this is one of those buildings that you're just like, oh, that looks great. It's just bright, and there's a lot of oh, a lot of light that goes into that building it just blows away the old garbage that was there before i mean it just looks awesome so if you happen to be on main street in the north side of downtown go of the loop go check it out it, it looks beautiful it, it would do it would also be a great spot if you wanted photos potentially for anything because it's just it just has a really you know jet setter 60s classic kind of look so so yeah let's jump down also to uh, the north part of the crossroads, uh, the burgeoning, the, the the trench of the highway. There is uh, there's a there's a little bit of concern potentially with the new city council and the new mayor that maybe the capping of the loop won't happen. So when I'm ta- if for those of you who don't know, the capping of the loop is putting like Dallas has a top over the over the highway for several blocks. <clears throat> and it would be a green space. It would have, you know, it would be like a park essentially, and it would be an open area like communal, uh, you know, community space like the Village Green essentially for downtown. And it's very su- it's done well for Dallas. Makes it look really nice, and and we really could use something like that for that park because it just looks ridiculous having this, you know, this highway that runs in between. What is the, like we we act like the crossroads isn't part of downtown. Crossroads is downtown. It was until the 670 came. It was put in, and then all of a sudden everybody went, "Oh, it's not part of downtown anymore." Really weird. But anyway, the there's potential with the new city council and with the mayor that they may not want to fund something like that. I think it's worth funding, personally. I I think it would be an excellent idea. But we'll see if it happens. The they have other pri- they have their own priorities of things they want to see done and that's not necessarily the same things that others of us would. Now that doesn't mean that it's a perfect project and the funding for it isn't perfect. It's just that this needs to be done and whatever that by any means necessary as far as I'm concerned. So hopefully and this ju- I'm just I'm just throwing that out there just as a, a, a as a as an aside just let's hope that City Council continues pushing this forward and finding a way to get it done. Whether they want to change how the funding is done or uh, or they just go through with what's, be, what's be, been proposed and what's been the plan. So, 
on to the the next the next bit of news. Uh, Power and Light District. I forgot to mention this. Uh, so in the Power and Light District, there is the courtyard right next to you know right below H and R Block, right? You know that's there's a restaurants in there and things, and it's not it's not it's across the street from KC Live. Well, PNC Bank has. I guess sponsor. I don't know what you call that, but they they are now like taking na- ownership of it, in the sense of they it's they've renamed the plaza from Elements Courtyard because there's like a fountain and stuff, to PNC Plaza, and so they've re- the name's been replaced with their name, and they want to make it a family friendly spot of Power and Light because well Power and Light is not what you would call family friendly. It's pretty it's pretty much for bros and and hoes and homies and everybody to go and act like crazy people on Saturday, Friday and Saturday night. So, notoriously so. I've actually worked with a guy who's a, a, a bouncer there right now on his his uh, on the weekends, and he's got some he's got some crazy stories. Just yeah, just you know, just the stuff that goes on there, just the fights and the stupid stupid crap. So, but anyway. This is, I'm guessing, they're going to try to make this the antithesis of that. So it's away from live. It's away from the stuff where, you know, all the bars. And it's over more where the where it's in an area that's mainly restaurants. So they want to have, like, family, pro you know, programs and events and things like that. I don't know what that means. But for those with families, uh, for those of you who have families and those who aren't listening that have families, obviously, this will be something extra to do downtown that's catered to them and not, just to drunkards and and debaucherous people, so that's uh, that's something for those of you who it is for to look forward to. So good on Power and Light for trying to diversify some things with their uh, programming down there. On to the next bit. So this is uh, just an uh, an aside because I don't know where this is happening at, but. There's a company called Friend Media. They're out of San Francisco. That is moving. It's been announced through, uh, and I should say this is from Startland News. Startland uh, did this article. Uh, is moving to Kansas City in 2020. So we took a San Fran-based company uh, by uh, the CEO, uh, uh, Nick Magruder, who is actually from Kansas City originally. And... In five, four, just four years, apparently, he became CEO. Um, he moved out there in 15. And uh, he he's already the CEO of the company. And so uh, for those who are wondering, obviously, Friend Media is a cloud-based digital marketing firm. And so according to the article, and that it is, they uh, founded in t- 2014, and they focus on engaging customers in waiting rooms with Friend Media displays and tablets. So it's a tech company. But nonetheless... They uh, they plan on moving out here because of the ins- they, they, there's just a lot to have they they can they have there's a decent they they're excited about the talent pool out here that they think they can get what they need and grow the company and the the incentives of living in a cheaper city that's yeah it's just it's just better obviously and so this is a great sign because we're not this is the first company I've seen in a while that's doing something like this that's not been hit you know like been poached from um, the other side of state line or something was coming from the coast. We want them coastal, 
companies, folks. That's what we want. It's what we want. We gotta we gotta get them. You gotta push your you gotta push your friggin' city council and city to and to make that a deal. Now they would say, well, of course we are. That's we, we've got that. Well, I I I know a guy who knows people, and they they just don't have the team. It's the old team. They're not. They just don't have the wherewithal. I think to go and try to recruit companies to come here. So, hopefully, with hopefully the city can get that taken care of. So if we if people to make a little bit of noise and go, hey, you need to get your shit together. We need this is we're talking about the guys that are trying to get these big companies here because co- because cities do that all the time. They try to go and you know they go to these you know these conventions and they go to these different things you know or to individual companies and say hey you know we heard you're wanting to move or maybe you're wanting to move or maybe you aren't but we wanted to give you you know we wanted to let you know that we exist and this is a good place to live this is a great place to move your company to so I think that that should be pushed but anyway that's an aside so the company's moving here no idea where they're going. And let's pray that they don't go to Joko, <laughs> and that or the or any other part of the suburbs on the Missouri or Kansas side, and instead they go downtown somewhere. Or, or I, I would take as a concession if they move to Midtown, that would be fine. But just let's get them let's get them to where we need the jobs at. So that's uh, that's so that's good news. That's good news, and the, it's a growing company, and we want more of these. The tech companies are what we are growing in, and we will take as many of them as we can take. Right, so great news. So, I'd like to jump down now from our downtown talk here and start making our way down into the Midtown area. So there, we have several items. Uh, the first I'd like to talk about is that the Uptown Hotel, so the Uptown Shops, Broadway, right? Hanover Place slash Valentine. Well, it's, it's Valentine neighborhood. But uh, right across from the Uptown Theater and Crockstrom Club and you know Monarch Coffee's over there and all these different little businesses that are great stuff. You know, Shio Ramen. Uh Uptown Shops is being developed, for, uh, as we've talked about in the past. And with that, in the parking lot, directly across the street, so on the corner of, of, that, of that parking lot and on the street there, directly across from the theater, is the, uh, uh, there's a plan, and it's now in motion, to start building the, the theater, or the, to build the hotel, my apologies. And so the, the company... That owns this. Uh, that's doing this. The developer, uh, according to City Scene Casey Kevin Collison's City Scene, uh, they've the incentives have been approved for that. This happened a week ago, and or maybe two weeks ago. And the they're now start. Their their plan now. If if, if they they get a few more things taken care of, a few more things are approved. They hope to start this at by the end of the year. So within the next six months, they want to start construction on the on the hotel first, or not the hotel first, but they want to start construction on the hotel, which is sooner, excuse me, sooner than they had planned. Uh, the plan had been like maybe early to mid next year, but 
they now have that. So now they have, with that approval, they've reached out to uh, to Marriott, to one of the Marriott uh, umbrella brands, to be the facilitator of the hotel and to, to manage it or whatever, to be under their fl- one of those flags. And it, that also with this, it was announced that the apartments, the the uptown apartments, so on top of where all those buildings are currently, so there's a parking garage that's on top and underneath and all that, and there's, you know, Mesob, the Ethiopian restaurant, and and other things that are in there. The They're planning on putting, as we've talked about in the past, apartments above that, multiple stories, like five or six stories of apartments on top of that. The construction for that starts next month. So within the next, like, three weeks, they're going to start construction of these uh, the apartments there. So that's, I mean, that's a lot going on very quickly for that spot. And that's great news because it's it's an eyesore. And Masoba's awesome. Masoba's having to close down, by the way, uh, to find a, a new location while the construction is going on. So I'm just, I think their hope is to go back when, when it's finished. But for now, they have to go and find an, find another spot to do it because they can't. They're, they're closing all the stores in there while they do construction. So because that parking lot's going to be filled with stuff. So. Uh, so this is just all, a lot of stuff really quick, but it's, it's, it's so good because it, it, it'll really end what is kind of a blight. These shitty looking strip malls, you know, it, they're just, they're just garbage. So, uh, it, it, when you're talking about Midtown, you know, so this'll be, this'll be great. So that's, that's great news out of, uh, out of, uh, the Valentine neighborhood. And also worth mentioning is that was also incentivized this is the next item that was incentivized with the uptown hotel is the red cross building that we talked about many episodes ago uh that's on armor it's down the road from there and the the mac properties who's done i think like 28 buildings on armor i mean a massive amount of buildings they're basically the sole developer of the buildings along armor from Broadway all the way to 271. And so they have gotten approval for their incentives to build, uh, to start doing the construction on that. So that's going to start anytime now. So that's, uh, that's another, another development and just as armor continues to become this amazing, amazing street. Uh, so on to the, the next bit is, uh, <coughs> A, a bit of news for Troost, the Troost development side. So, Troost news. So, at the Wonder Bread sh- Wonder Shops, as they're called, not Wonder Bread Shops, but Wonder Shops, at the Wonder Bread Lofts, the old Wonder Bread building, there, uh, there's uh, one of the guys at Casey Rag found out through, uh, through someone involved that... Uh, Jason Pryor of Pizza 51 is is involved in opening a new restaurant and bar inside the Wonder Shops called Combine. So I have a feeling it is the space that's supposed to open up next door to Blip, or which was a bakery. But if it's not that, if it's uh, if it's not that, it may be the space that was farther down because there was a restaurant that was you know we've talked about in the past was supposed to go in there or it could be that it w- it's the east of truce brewing company that they've been trying to get going 
It could be that they just are going to go forego that and put that in there instead. Whatever the case is, that's really exciting um, as they build up that space because it's just so friggin' cool, uh, the, the, the shops, the wonder shops. So uh, keep an eye out and an ear out for news on Combine. I'm sure we'll get more in the, in the next month or two as this uh, develops. But that is that was that was the surprise for show prep today that I, I was not aware of that just popped up out of nowhere. So the next bit I'd like to talk about is actually just uh, just right over there. It's twenty uh, fifth and Troost. So that this was also this also went along with it that at the southeast corner of twenty fifth and Troost. The apartment project there has started, so there is groundwork going on on the southeast corner. So more apartments, more developments going on. We'll, I mean, by the end of the year, I think there's several more things that are supposed to come online and and begin construction. So, yeah, I mean, Troost, yet again, just blowing up, and this is the summer of Troost for sure. Um, I, and I would, I would venture to guess that next summer will be even more so. But... I'd like to end our time with Midtown, uh, with the news in Midtown, with one last piece that's uh, also from Startland. And this is about a esports bo- uh, spot that's across uh, that's across from Westport Road, from across from Oddly Correct, and. That, that has been a bunch of different things. It's been a tattoo place. It's been uh, it's just random stuff, and it's a really cool spot. But the this was a startup uh, by a guy named Abdul Rashid, Rashid Yaya. He is a, a young, uh, young black entrepreneur uh, from here in Kansas City. And he, want, uh, he, he started this, this uh, eSports bar. They're called uh, Local Legends to cater to, uh, to esports players because it's a growing industry, people that play multiplayer video games, whether on a computer or on a game console, um, you know, League of Legends or Call of Duty or Halo or whatever. And so he was trying to facilitate tournaments and get people in and, and try to have a place that both adults and kids could go to and hang out and stuff. And it's a really great idea. It's a really great idea. But unfortunately, the fella has had to close the spot. And because back uh, not that long ago, and the, the doors closed just just a few, like two weeks ago. But not that long ago, there was a shooting during an e-sporting event there. And some people got hurt, and there was a brawl. and all. I mean, it just it was chaos. And so they felt that they had to cl- close the, the spot because of it which is just i think that's ridiculous but i but i'm i don't know I, I don't know what all goes in behind all that but they still have a mobile gaming truck that they they're using that they travel around with in town and other places to do these e-tournaments but man i really hope they find another spot because that was really freaking cool a really freaking cool idea i mean i don't play a lot of video games anymore i i mainly read i love video games i just don't i'm, I'm getting older and i just don't have the time for them like i used to but it's a really great idea, and that that you know you you talk about trying to bring a community together. Well, there's nothing that brings young kids, young men together 
from all different demographic walks of life than video games. And uh, Abdul Rashid had a great idea, and it's really it really sucks that it, it's he's not able to keep it. And as as the article says, uh, I'll quote him. He says, "I was pissed. I love Kansas City more than more than many know." He said of his initial reaction to the violence in his space. I use my platform to provide opportunities for those without as a minority business owner, working to provide a solution for the lack of options for those who want something other than the clubs or bars. This is a business nightmare. And, yeah, I just I, – I, I think their plan is to try to get somewhere else. It's just a matter of, you know, being able to do that again because it's expensive. You know, they're a startup. So let's hope that – Mr. Yaya will and his business partners will find a new spot, and that 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 shit doesn't happen in in a space like that again, because that's just ridiculous. It's one thing if it's Westport or whatever, you know, uh, Mar- Martini Corner or friggin' uh, Power and Light. It's another man if you're talking about, you know, just a it's a video game nerds hangout spot in on Main Street. Like that's ridiculous. Anyway, I just I, I want to share that. So that's if you were a fan of that place, I'm sorry to, t- to say it's gone, but hopefully someday we'll see something like it again. Anyway, I have one more news bit here from a former coworker of Nate from Streetwave and I, a former coworker of ours and a friend, uh, Mr. Andrew Gallant of Quinto Coffee. And the Crane Brewing guys out of Raytown. Crane Brewing, for those of you who don't know, is an amazing, sour, like innovative beer company. They make beet sour or beet vices, and you know, just random ass fruits and things. And it's just just crazy. And it's then they're amazing. They're incredible. They're they're an experience in and of themselves to have. So they're very very awesome. Crane and Quinto Coffee are going in cahoots to bring coffee back to Raytown with the demise of Be- uh, Benetti's back just last year, I believe. Early last year it closed, but that everybody thought maybe, you know, it would be some time before coffee would return. But no, nigh, that, that, that was nigh. That's, the, the coffee is on its way back. So July 20th is a grand opening of Quinto Coffee and it's ro- a new roasting space inside Crane's Brewing Facility. So that in the mornings, they will have a coffee shop, and you can get all your stuff. And I guess they're even going to have, I think, it, I think it was empanadas or something. I mean, they're going to have, a, I'd be, I would assume, a pretty cool space. So congratulations to Andy and uh, his company, Quinto, and his, his crew of people. Uh, this is a huge step for them as a as a tiny uh, micro uh, nano roasting company, going from a nano roasting company making stuff in the basement of his of his house, and striving it to uh, bottling with uh, partnering with uh, artist Casey Artisan Kombucha Ben Bash, and doing stuff with him to now finally going to the next stage of taking his business to the next level and having a coffee shop and a showcase. Um, 
And for those of you who don't know, Quinto, uh, Quinto has, has got some really innovative ideas with bag design and taking local artists, especially from the Art Institute where, where we used to work, and bringing them into, uh, uh, into the process and getting a, they get a cut of the, of the profits from the bags and they make their own artwork and stuff and it's related to different things. So really, really cool stuff. And then on top of that, he, uh, he's also, he also made it into, uh, I think it was food and wine magazine, uh, with related to coffee in Kansas city. And he was named with them. And that's a, that's a, that's, that's no, uh, that's no small, uh, shout out. So this is just the next big thing. So congratulations to, to Quinto and and his, and its its owner and founder Andy Gallant and to uh, Crane Brewery for doing its community a, a service and bringing coffee back to Raytown. Wish you guys all the best. And with that, we close out the news portion of this program. And it's summertime, right? We're actually uh, just a weekend from the first week of summer or first day of summer. So I. I just thought I'd throw out some ideas for what can one do in Kansas City during the summertime. Because it we're in the, you know, we're landlocked, we're in the dead center of the United States. Or at least city-wise we're the dead we're the dead center of of cities. What does one do in Kansas City in the summertime? Now, one would go, well, you know, whatever. There's all, you know, you the the standard things. Or people are going, why is he bringing this up? But there's other pe- people are probably talking about this. But I'd like to give my own little take on this. So we don't have mountains. We don't have an ocean. We don't have, you know, ski resorts or anything like that. So we have a we don't have a lot of things that other places like Denver or Chicago or Houston, or, you know, New Orleans would have in, in regard to those things, or, you know, Miami. So Kansas City is, you got you, the, the stuff is a little more nuanced sometimes, or is up front. I mean, there's things that everybody does everywhere during the summer that we do here, obviously. But I'd like to list out some things as far as for those who live in the city who just really don't know anything about it, because as we've talked about, that's one of the missions of this podcast is to speak directly to you, the the folks at home who don't know anything about the city you live in. And trust me, I meet those people a lot. And need, want some stuff to do, some stuff to get you out of the door, you know, like, what was it? Uh, give you a little nudge out of the door, like Gandalf said about Bilbo. It's uh, we we want you to go out and explore and have adventures here in the city and and see what where you live. So, uh, I'd like to speak to those people and to those of you who know this town really well, but maybe hadn't thought about some different things. I I have some a few ideas, not not a whole lot, but just uh, just a little bit. I mean, Kansas City. Yes, it gets hotter than hell during the summer here, but we have. You know, we have to just live with that. And so with that, we have some activities that summertime-wise, outdoors, because that's what we're talking about specifically is outdoors, because there's plenty of things indoors we could talk about. But outdoors, that's where it counts because it's summer. You know, there's there's always the standard things you can do. You know, you can go 
and do paintballing. You can go and swim in the pool. You can go and, you know, you can, you can spend time at, uh, uh, you know, going at, going to the la- a lake. You know, there's lakes around here. But I wanted to talk a little bit more about other things. We have we have a lot of events and activities. So, f- for instance, activity wise, we have that's like or uh, event wise, I should say, we have things like Santa Caligon Days in August uh, in Independence, which is pretty sick. It's uh, it's like a, a f- an ethnic festival, kind of, kind of. It's a little more than that, and it's in downtown Independence, and it's awesome. I I used to go a lot when I was a kid. My grandmother lives in in Independence, so we'd go out there, and you know, with my aunt and you know, the rest of my family, go check it out. So that is one idea. Uh, the other is this is peak time of year for First Friday, and I know I say that, and I have talked shit on first friday in the past because it is a shadow of its former self because of the clientele it's trying to bring in but but that doesn't mean you shouldn't go at least a couple of times in the year because there's just so much more things going on then than you will find that will not happen in the spring the su- uh, the fall or the winter so there's just there's big events there's 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 just there's concerts and uh venues and all kinds of stuff that just will not be around in the crossroads for during first Friday any other time than in the summer. So, uh, so I would recommend that, uh, you have in the way of events, you have friggin' 4th of July is a huge deal here at the Liberty Memorial at, in Riverside at Berkeley Riverfront Park. And uh, pretty much every town has a fireworks display, but those three specifically are the three biggest ones in the city and are worth your time uh, going to if you need a fireworks show because they're just immense, especially at Union Station slash Liberty Memorial. And in the way of activities, we have a lot of things that are, that are, uh, I, I think, things we forget about that we can do. So I was just talking to Nate about this. We we have a we have some amazing uh some some we have a lot of nature trails around here, but we have a really amazing one that I have been telling people about for years that is right up the road in Parkville called the Parkville Nature Center. And it's amazing. And Nate just got to experience it for the first time recently, just a few days ago and was like, "Oh my gosh." And it's incredible, and it is. Uh, it's in the foothills and the bluffs and all that of, of Parkville, and it has a waterfall in it. It's a man-made waterfall because it's from the, the Wrist Lake Dam. It comes out of that, but it's a waterfall. Where else are you going to find a waterfall in Kansas City? There just isn't one because there's no, not a, definitely not a natural one. And there's real, and all the fake ones you're gonna find are all going to be uh, like in a shopping center or in a fountain, you know, in in midtown or downtown or something. And that's just, you know, that's that's how it goes. So it's it's beautiful, and there's there's it's it's got a range of you know these these creeks, and it's got basically like a marsh and. There's even some wild berries that grow on parts of the trail, which are awesome, like some bl- wild blackberries, and yeah, they are amazing. I, I had some myself. Um, there's 
you know, you go up these bluffs and you can overlook into into different areas and it's heavily forested, heavily wooded. There's uh there's a there's a, actually a one point where they have a like a shelter and a cooking area, cookout area and stuff that's not far from the entrance to the trail that you can go up to and hang out at and it's which is really cool. Uh you just don't see a lot of that in, you know, that far into a trail. And uh, the trail actually extends. There's a part that actually is a part of the Missouri uh, Conservation Department. It goes way out for an extra, like, mile, I think, or two. And I haven't walked that part before, but I plan on it at some point. But it's, it's, it's a incredible. And it's in Parkville. And really the only people that know about it are people that are from the Northland, like myself. So if you're looking for a trail to find, I highly recommend going on that trail, especially in this time of year. It's shaded. It's cooler because of, of the water. And, yeah, excellent opportunity. I also would recommend taking some some trips up into the, into the older downtowns of, of the city, so or of the metro area, so Parkville. Uh, even Weston, which technically isn't in the metro, but it's right, it's right on the outside of it. Weston, um, the summit, even, even, I hate to say it, but even downtown, old downtown Overland Park has still got some charm to it. And I don't know, I, I think that, I think that, that there is something for me as someone who's from a smaller town, as I've said, there's something about going to an old downtown that is just something we just aren't used to, especially as people who most of us probably grew up in the suburbs just don't understand. Or, and even if you didn't, even if you grew up in a midtown area, that, that, that experience is still dead in a lot of ways because there just was all the stuff went out into the suburbs, you know, and so a lot of stuff closed down. You had all these empty, you know, old buildings, old, re- you know, walkable neighborhoods that just don't have a lot because everybody moved away or the business dried up or whatever. So, I recommend I recommend those day trips. I know people go. Oh, I already do that. I know. I know. I know that some of you do. You know, some people go out to Herman, Missouri. You know, to the wineries or to uh, Columbia or Springfield and things for trips. And it's, it's I love those. I think they're great. Um, but locally, I think it, for those of you who haven't thought about it, you gotta you gotta go take a trip to to the smaller area or the smaller town areas of the city and check out their downtowns. They're beautiful. They have some their own little unique many cultures within that you can find, you know, things that just aren't going to be here, you know, or wherever in the city you live. So, yeah, I, I highly recommend that. And I think that, yeah, I think that that's, we need to, we need to bring, you know, money into those areas that, you know, f- and uh, as likewise they need to be doing for the, for the city. So, or into the urban core. So I recommend taking some trips out into the, into the sticks to the to the smaller towns and also with that uh trail wise um we have we have nearby folks it's not that far away and it's is is the katie trail it's just a it's a it's a short drive but i mean katie trail is one of the i mean it's it's the old it's an old one of the oldest trails around especially missouri and it's huge it goes for I don't, God, I don't even remember. It's at least 100 miles or so. It's huge, like 200 miles or 150, something like that. It's huge. And for those of you who are cyclists, you probably have heard of it. But if you haven't and you, li- and you, are, and you like to bike, 
you got to get out there and try that deal. Take a train out there or something like Sedalia or farther out to Columbia or something or uh, Roachport or Arrow Rock or something, and then and you know, and then take the uh, take the you know bike back. Um, I ha- I I would say that's an excellent thing to do during the summer here in Kansas City. I also think one uh, should take advantage of the the theme parks we have. I mean, we have we have Worlds of Fun. And we have some, you know, if you're into those kinds of thrills, I mean, one would go, yeah, that's a staple. But the thing is, is a lot of people, I think, forget that Worlds of Fun exists. Um, I know I do at times. I'm like, oh, yeah, we got a theme park here. But it's something I think we should be doing more of in the summer if that's, you know, if we if we are looking for that instead of driving out to Six Flags or something like that. Granted... I'm not saying that Six Flags isn't awesome or, you know, any other theme park anywhere else, Knott's Berry Farm or Disney World, obviously, or Universal. But um, we, have a, we have a pretty decent friggin' uh, theme park for the kind of city that size that we are. So uh, that's, that's another activity I would recommend. As, as we've talked about, there's, we have lakes here that one should check out. And... You know, we have Smithville Lake, we have Wyandotte Lake, and uh, <coughs> and uh, Longview Lake. And those are all great. We should uh, uh, and and Longview and the th- and the thing about a lot of these is a lot of them have biking trails, and with those biking trails, uh, a lot of them are pretty scenic, and especially one that's not actually on a lake, and that's one that's in Grandview of all places. I think it's a little blue Blue Ridge. Uh, uh, trail it is more so like over by red bridge and all that and it is i, I my girlfriend took me this trail because she loves it and she goes on a lot and it's it just goes on it's just it's a really long one but we uh we went and took a, a bike ride on it and it was insanely awesome like it's long and the the scenery is beautiful and i was just flabbergasted by by what was there it was it was great and yeah just you know it's i i i was just uh i was floored by by what i what i experienced with that and so if you need some physical some physical activities these are these are some i would recommend i also recommend just swope park swope park in general swope park has nature trails that you can walk and mount like mountain bike on you know, because it's that off-road stuff, basically. There's They have a ropes course, which is freaking awesome. They have the zoo, and I believe they have other stuff that I'm not even aware of there. I know I, I believe there's something else there that's also worth going to. But these are, uh, these are things that one should take advantage of while it's still summertime and while we still have have the, have the warmth to do, to do that sort of thing. So, because not a lot of this stuff is open during that time, uh, during uh, during the rest of the year. So, uh, I'd also would recommend checking out a lot of the, the the parks that we have. We have Loose Park and English Landing up in Parkville, and Berkeley Riverfront Park and the like. They're they're just we they're excellent and and picturesque, and they're very different from each other. And uh, and the same with like Gillum Park and stuff. We there's we have a lot we have a lot of great parks in this town, and we ought to take advantage of them. So, uh, 
if you haven't done that or you, you know, it's something you've pondered but haven't done, you probably should. So I, those are just some ideas I have for you for, to do over the summer. There's, there's plenty more. Um, I think, I think being in Kansas city, there's, there's, I, I, for me personally, I like to, to drink, whether that's alcohol, something alcoholic or something coffee related, caffeine or, you know, sweet. I like being able to just sit down on a patio, whether at a coffee shop or at a place like the campground or, um, uh, you know, one of the distilleries or bars or uh, uh, breweries and just be able to sit out and drink a drink, read a book and enjoy enjoy the city I live in. So yeah, these are just some ideas. You know, there's, there's, there's plenty more. Oh, like for instance, uh, like going and kayaking on the Missouri river. That's can be a harrowing experience considering how dangerous it can be at times, but it's, that's, that's the one big river we have here and it's one of the biggest in the world. So why not take advantage of that? But those are my ideas. Um, I think, if you have if you have more ideas, things I should be aware of, you should be uh, contacting us at streetwave at gmail.com. If you have any questions uh, from me or from Nate as well, or uh, you have some comments, you you criticisms or whatever, uh, give us a holler at streetwave with two V's at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear them. I'd, if you have any, if you have any development news, something I'm not, I don't know about from my sources um, that you're aware of, give me a holler. Maybe I know about it. Maybe I don't. But I want you to tell me about it. Could be really, uh, could be uh, uh, some some top news that you know I want to hear. So give us a shout out if you have um, if you have recommendations for uh, summer activities. Uh, also send us send us some stuff because especially especially if you have things that are not really well known in this town that that are like hey why why the hell aren't people doing this that definitely is something you need to be sending to us because I want I, I think that that's something that needs to be uh, mentioned so anyway I don't uh, that's that's the end of the show for me I have nothing else to report or to commentate on or reflect on or or recommend. So I hope you have an excellent, uh, 4th of July, which is coming up just this next week. I, uh, I hope it's safe and fun filled, whether you stay in town or you head off into the, to another city or out into the sticks. Enjoy. And we will see you next time. Uh, oh, and before, before I forget, know your city. (laughs) 